Welcome to Peppershock Media's Marketing Expedition Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in marketing and advertising. Now, here's your host, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm Ray Allen, President and CEO of Peppershock Media. And today we're doing things a little bit different. I have with me a repeat offender, Jenny Heike. <laughs> welcome, Jenny. Hello, hello, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so today we are uh, doing things a little bit different because Jenny, yeah. well, you, you explain what happened. Okay, so Ray and I were having lunch a while back and we started talking about our individual journeys, how we got to where we're at today. And she was sharing a little bit of her story and how she, you know, even started Pepper Shock and got to the position she's in today. And I said, wait. We shouldn't be doing this over lunch. We should be we should be recording this on a podcast because we know that there are so many leaders out there, managers, CEOs, um, you know, people who have their own companies who would be interested in hearing journeys like yours, Ray, yeah, um, yours. and some of the things that you've been through and challenges and successes and that that type of thing. So we said, hey, let's do it. Let's schedule it. And so here we are today. That's right. Yeah. So I, what I want to do is um, I'll ask you questions. You ask me questions, and okay. then we'll, we'll just kind of banter back and forth. Ready for I, it? I, yes, but. Can I ask the first one? Oh, sure. Okay, you go for it. <laughs> Since you're always the one asking the questions of your guests, like, I'd love to turn the tables on you. <laughs> and one of the things we talked a little bit about was this whole idea of work-life balance and more of a work-life integration. Um, you know, you're a leader, in not only of your company, but in the community as well. I know you're involved in a ton of different things. And so I'm just interested in... How do you balance it all? Do you balance it all? How does it integrate? And I think that's that's going to be interesting too for the people listening because we all have the you know our own schedules we're juggling. So how do you right, do it? Right. What does it look like for you? Well, I think first of all, the idea of flexibility is very prevalent here. I mean, it's not just me, but my staff. You know, if they need to go take care of their kids and do something, I'd rather them be with their children, right? I want them to go see their child's play or their, you know, take them to the doctor, whatever. Well, the same goes for me too. If I, you know, need to take my kid to a doctor appointment, I'm going to go when I need to to do that. And you're here today. It's a summertime. We're recording this in the summertime, yeah. and my kids are both here at the office I with love me. That. <laughs> and <laughs> but I put our son was here last time I was here. Yeah, I think. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so sometimes they come and we put them to work. You know, yeah. they get to do things. Uh, they like they cleaned out the attic and they take out the trash sometimes. And yeah. so it's really it's integrating the family within the business at the same time. And I had that growing up. Yeah. So my grandparents on both sides were entrepreneurs. Yeah. And um, one side, my mom's side, they're farmers. And then on the other side, on my dad's side, they owned uh, the Western Motel in Baker City, Oregon. So when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, I was spending summers cleaning toilets. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. learning, you know, if you don't do it right the first time, you're doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually find myself saying that to my kids, Isn't that right? Funny how we do that? <laughs> and making them you know, clean toilets. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it, it truly is like they say work-life balance, but really it is integration. I mean, yeah. if you can do things where you're integrating your kids into what you're doing, but then, you know, you show up to their football game that's in the middle of the day, they have a scrimmage, like yeah. I can do that, but I can still 
take my work with me and you know when I want to be there for the important plays I'm there and supporting them but they're also recognizing and realizing that they support me with what I do I recently uh, put my 11 year old to work in the car because I, you know texting and driving is absolutely not what I want to show my kids ever so I'm like all right Caden I want you to send a text and this is what I want you to say oh, this is how great. I want you to say it and read it back to me personal dictation service <laughs> exactly so you know it's, it's just a good way to uh, you know, teach them about the entrepreneurial spirit, um, yeah. but, you know, leverage that time together and show them, you know, things about how to be a leader, really. And, yeah. you know, we talk about things that happen in our day, and I'm not afraid to share things with them um, so that they understand what's going on. But, you know, and, and Drew and I work in the business together, my husband and I, you yeah. know, and so it really truly is a, it's a team effort. You yeah. know, if, if the kids need to go somewhere, great. Um, if I need to, to take off and do something, you know, if I'm out of town at our other office or whatever, we, we truly are a team at it and it works, you know, it works for us. And people ask all the time, how do you do it with, you know, working with your husband? And, and I'm like, I don't know how I wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know, I just, I do it. So it is, it's natural and normal for me. And uh, it's definitely uh, an enjoyable experience for us to be able to, to, to balance that, but also integrate everything. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I want to, I want to tap into one thing that you shared. And I think I remember you sharing a Facebook post about, was it your grandpa Mm -hmm. who inspired you because of his entrepreneurial spirit? Mm -hmm. So would you say he's like one of the key people that set you on your path to, you know, being the CEO of your own company one day? You know, I do think my grandparents had a lot of influence on both sides, right? Okay, yeah. um, my my grandparents, uh, the farmers, and, and also my grandma um, has a, a ceramic shop, and she teaches ceramics, so the, the creative side too, you know? Yeah. But definitely, ma- money management, I actually learned how to balance the books legit with a T-sheets, like a, you know, a ledger, like a handwritten, this is before computers, and yeah. even in, even when they had computers, they still didn't use them, right? Yep. And and I think to this day, my grandma still, for the farm, does um, everything through a ledger, like a, a book, you know? Yes. Like, <laughs> she doesn't know what QuickBooks is. So, yeah. I mean, I at least had a foundation and understanding and, and what that meant. And uh, when I was in Baker City, I actually remember riding my bicycle to the bank with the bank bag to go make the bank deposit. And I mean, I don't know if that would happen these this day and age, but uh, I had like the princess bike with the banana seats and the streamers, and I, you know, rode my bike up to the bank and like you know plopped the I thing on that. and got the deposit, you know, yeah. receipt. So um, definitely kind of had that uh, foundation from from my grandparents. Yeah, that is so cool. I think about. Um, I mean, you know, one of my passions is is helping women, yeah. right? helping to yeah. equip and empower women. That's a lot of what I do in my coaching practice. And so, what would I'm just curious, what would you say to the woman who is listening to you and thinks like, "Gosh, how did you how did you do that? Like, <laughs> how could I, I want to do that, but I'm not sure how I would?" Or, you know, maybe the woman who wants to get into leadership but might be hesitating. Like, what what are your thoughts on that? You know, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of grew up shy, believe it or not, um, until I actually don't believe that. I know, I know. It sort of transitioned. It did. You are not shy. I know, (laughs) but it's, it's true now. I mean, I, I I don't know how I, why I was shy, but I, I, you know, I think that I developed over time and recognized that I can be inclusive and I can draw on other people's talents and skills yeah. even even in school like in high school even like yeah. you know I could pull people together and you know 
come up with what we needed to get done. And, you know, the whole thing about surrounding yourself with smarter people than you are. Yeah. Fully subscribe to that and, yep. and just, you know, putting people in the right place and, and doing that. But if, you know, you have that entrepreneurial bug and you kind of keep thinking, maybe I do want to be a leader, maybe I do want to do this, um, surround yourself with others who are yes. doing it and learn from them and, you know, get some inspiration. And, you know, another thing is that early on, I found mentors and, yes. and like people who had been in business for a really long time. I think that uh, yeah. is so key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so key. And, and people that I still to this day call on and say, hey, what do you think about this? Or, mm-hmm. And I still do that. And I think that even when we very first started, you know, it's scary because you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You have to feel like you're winging it. And I started the business at such a young age. I not only, you know, women in business, but young. So I had to prove myself. Right. And I had that feeling of like, you know, I'm not being taken seriously until I showed that I had, you know, the wherewithal to be able to do it. So there's kind of a double whammy for you. Don't be afraid. Just, yep. you know, get out there and do it. And yes. And ask a lot of questions and, yeah. you know, I follow the people that I went to lunch. I remember some some fairly successful people they you know semi-retired and I just asked some questions how did you do it what did you do yes. and um you know how'd you get started and all of those things so kind of similar yeah. <laughs> experience so and yeah. not feeling like you have to have it all figured out or right. all perfect that's yeah. exactly what I did when yeah. I started my coaching and consulting yeah. practice exactly yeah. and I even remember when I share the story of how her team success came yeah. about I even remember it's like I created my little free wordpress website mm-hmm. on my own and it would make you shudder. Oh. <laughs> um, sometimes I'm getting a good one do. right now. Yay. I'm excited about we're almost done. But um but you know what? I just put it out there and I had I knew enough. I mean I have a marketing and communications yeah. background so I knew enough of what I what I needed to have on it. Um but I put it out there and that is actually how I got my first client. And nice. so I always tell women um, or anyone really don't hold back until the timing is perfect or right. the timing is just right um, or you have it all figured out because we will really never have it all no, figured out. No, no. After so, 16 years of this business, every day I'm still trying to figure stuff out. Exactly. So. <laughs> and so being able to ask questions mm-hmm. and build those key relationships. Um, the other thing I think about and one of the questions we talked about maybe talking about today is, you know, like what is one of the key things that has um, influenced your success? And when I when you were talking just now about yeah. people, and mentors that's my answer it's really people and I think about some of the the neat opportunities I've had and they didn't start with like oh landing that one client or Mm -hmm. you know that one gig it was really a conversation an outreach a thank you note an offer to volunteer an offer to get involved in something there was these little seeds along the way Mm -hmm. and that's what you know ends up leading it leading to success over time and it's all about the people and relationships which is why personal branding is so important (laughs) so who who was your first client um my first well my first client was a woman who was um, a marketing she was a higher level marketing manager at a company in Boise so ah, yeah. yeah and so I, I was I felt so lucky and she found me online nice and so that was really exciting so and then just one thing you know kind of led, led to, to another, another yeah sure. yeah so let's talk about do you have any thoughts on like what has been one of the toughest challenges um in your oh, career path goodness. or even just in your yeah just your yeah. overall path you know I think <laughs> cash flow is has always been one of those things that's like a, a, a challenge 
good and bad, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and that's um, a reality, yeah, especially true. for small business owners. Yeah. So for those of you out there who are small yeah. business owners, I'm sure you can relate. Well, well and I learned really. the hard way that when you have cash and you are doing well, that is the time when you are needing to borrow money, not when you don't have cash. That is not when you get to borrow money because they won't give you money. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good insight. So, so it's completely backwards. I yes. didn't pick that. I did not pick up on that until later and realized that they're not going to give me money if I don't have money to pay it back. Right? Yeah. It's just it's all about leveraging and understanding. You know how you can pay the bank back, right? Yeah. And so, um, so so when you have cash, that's when you want to extend your line of credit. That's when you want to you know make those things that the purchases in that but um when you don't just recognize and realize that the times that you had it is the time that you needed to get it more you know that's actually so, a good yeah. insight yeah. yeah i mean and it took me a while to understand that and yeah. you know so so that was one thing that was kind of a, a challenge to learn and it makes sense i mean you know the bank wants collateral and they want to know that you're going to pay it back and yeah. you know but it seems anti it's you know counterintuitive because like you go to the bank to borrow money when you need it, you know, and, yeah. and it's just kind of a, a, an interesting concept. But um, we we got through that, and then you know another another challenge that you face that I have learned quite <laughs> quite well is you know you got to hire right. You have to hire for people who are in alignment, you know. And we talked about personal branding and corporate branding, company branding. Do the people are they in alignment with mm-hmm. your brand? Right. Are they who you want to be on your team? Yeah. And vice versa. Is that company the one that you want to be? Right. You know, in, aligned in with your, your values, exactly. and strengths, all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a great point. And I've learned, you know, there's turnover and then there's turnover, right? And sometimes turnover is good because, you know, you may have somebody that doesn't fit. They may be toxic and it's just not helping your company, you know, move to the next level. And yeah. then, you know, turnover, it's sad when people leave and, um, you know, it's, it's like I had to get over it and not take it personal. Right. Oh, they're leaving me. You know, yeah. it's like I'm getting divorced from my, you know, one of my employees that I love and, you know, and, and it, it happens. I mean, it, it's like, you know, sometimes people want to move on because they think that the grass is greener on the other side. I always tell them, the grass is only greener where you water it, right? <laughs> or it could be that you've developed them in such an amazing way. Exactly. That they're, they're now, now ready they for got their, their next wings challenge. and fly. And that's yes. happened a lot, especially if we uh, hire right out of college. You know, we train them up and yes. teach them up. And that's I really exciting. did. I had to understand that, no, this is my purpose for those positions in that you know we might have turnover every two to three years because we train them up and Mm -hmm. then they now have the ability to go and do what they want to do in-house or other places and and it's true and that's happened and so I realized and recognized that no that's actually a good thing you know it's it's what we uh can contribute within the junior level you know um and then it makes me proud instead of like sad because I was like look at what we did and where she landed because of us right and or he or she would you know whatever case might be right so I mean that challenge kind of turned into an opportunity yeah. and um and it's good for us because then when we have like um you know the interns that we do hire in uh you know if they're fresh out of college uh or university we we learn kind of the new latest and greatest that they're teaching yeah, in fresh academics yeah, yeah and mm-hmm. in fresh perspectives but yet they get to have our experienced you know senior staff 
really teach them way of the world, you know? So it's, it's a good, uh, we get just as much out of interns as they get from us in some capacity because they might be learning new techniques or new methodology that kind of gets them infiltrated into what we're doing. Cause we ask them like, you know, today we just had our intern farewell for summer interns and we ask them, okay, what did you learn? And then I ask my staff too, well, what did you learn from the That's intern? Great. And it's kind of fun because then the intern's like, oh, I taught you know, I didn't know that, or, you know, I didn't know that I taught her that or this or that or whatever. It's kind of fun because sometimes you can, you know, poke fun at it a little bit, but at the same time, it's truly a magical experience to, to have that young, fresh perspective and, you know, have, and actually allow them the freedom to be able to work on client projects and, and that kind of thing. So I don't know, people, people can be really, really great sometimes and people can be really, really challenging too. So sometimes we're all just a hot mess. So exactly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> It's good. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Very What awesome. about you? What about you? See, I'm going to ask you questions okay, too, right? Okay. We got to bounce yeah. back and forth. Yeah. That's what we said, right? Yes, absolutely. I think, Challenges for you. Yeah, I think um, when when I think like over my whole history, the, the challenge that stands out the most to me goes back to my writing days. So for those of you listening who don't know, before I did coaching and consulting, I was an author, I wrote children's books, and then I wrote a book for moms. And before I ever even got my first book contract, the rejection letters oh my goodness right like really hundreds and I mean it and that's normal but it doesn't make it feel any better of course not so when I think of tell me about your failures or tell me about those obstacles or roadblocks I go straight back to those days when I was just sending out submission after submission after submission and getting rejection after rejection after rejection but what I will say and it's so interesting how often I get to talk about this now because when I'm working with women who are experiencing what they would call failure or hitting roadblocks, you know, I'm able to to pull some of those stories out and yeah. hopefully encourage them. And I think the main thing that I got from that is don't give up, right. you know, don't right. give up. And it's all about perseverance and, mm-hmm. and the journey, right? When you're in it, yeah. you just, I mean, you know, I was just, Hey, give me the book contract, right? I don't yeah. want to wait for three years yeah. or whatever it ended up being. But, but when I look back now, I see that the timing was perfect. So yeah. that's really what stands out to me the most. Right. Um, I would say we don't have uh, challenges. We have opportunities, yes, right? Opportunity like to learn, you know, yes. opportunity to like, you know, yeah. the whole idea of failing faster so that you can learn quicker right yep. and and so that's that's good that's good yeah. so you can go through that one of our principles is resiliency so that fits right into yeah. being resilient right yep. and bouncing back and yeah. you know even though people say no in sales too people say no people say no yes how many no's do you have to have before you have a yes you yeah. know and then when you do get a yes then ideally it's going to be a really great hard-earned yes yep. and It'll be a good fit because then, you know, sometimes we say no to clients too. Yeah. And we've gone through that process. Like yeah. sometimes it feels good to say no to somebody <laughs> yeah. on the flip side. But um, at the same time, you know, it is, it's tough and you have to be resilient. Yeah. There's always a lesson behind the no. So, I mean, it's hard when you're in it, right? Mm-hmm. We're all human. We all have those, those things we would consider, you know, failures or roadblocks, but, yeah. Um, yeah. but sometimes those are necessary to get us to the next step in our journey. So yeah, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> so the children's book is out there in the world. So I have six children's books actually, but uh-huh. here's the funny thing. 
Um, I don't know why I say funny, but it's, so I got, my book deals were through a a children's book publisher in Korea called Tenten, a big children's book publisher there. The children's book industry is really big big there, but the distribution rights didn't include the United States. So while I got my box of my, um, each book, there were like children's board books Uh and, um, and some of them were for more elementary age kids. I would get my author's copies and I, and I have them, Mm. but I can't sell them to people and they're not in Barnes and Noble or even on Amazon. So it's a little bit of a different arrangement, uh-huh. but it was such a fun, such a fun and amazing journey and it was gotcha. awesome. Yeah. Nice. Loved it. Yeah. Very yeah. Cool. They're on my website, um, my JennyHacka.com website where you can view them and see them, but you just can't purchase them. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. yeah. Well, yeah. next time, now you'll do adult books, right? Yeah. Are you, yeah. What are you working on next? <laughs> what, what's next? Yeah. You know, on my radar, you and I have talked and you've got to share about your book too. <laughs> so I've taken a break from writing because I've done, I've just been doing a lot of speaking and yeah. really getting my coaching and consulting practice up and running and working with women um, and companies. But I think the next thing on my radar writing wise, and I'm not sure as far as timing is a book having to do something with personal branding, the power of your personal brand. This is something that I'm, is resonating with women, um, really helping women discover more about who they are and then helping them lean into their strengths and you know maximize that, maximize their brand and really figure out what do they want to be known for and then be able to manage that and move forward so that they are known for what they want to be known for. And so they're living a life where they feel like they're having purpose and passion. So that's a mouthful, but that's kind of on my radar. And I even have an outline for it and all of that, but I just am not, they say, what does it take to write a book? But in chair, but Uh in chair, but in chair. So I have not, I've been out and about doing other things. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) What about you? So I uh, took a week this summer um, and took the family, of course, including them. (laughs) We went to the Oregon coast and the entire intent for that trip aside from vacation and spending some family time, we rented this cute little place right along the beach and it had a big giant window and oh, I, love the I did coast. sticky notes of an outline of uh, uh, my first book. Um, so the outline is now completed yay! and I'm working on it. Yay. I'm hoping yay. to have it done Huge by our yay. next culture and brand camp, but it is uh, about culture and branding, really just writing about the pepper shock way yeah. and things I've learned along the way, um, successes, frustrations, stories to tell, um, you know, some goals that we set yeah. and met and uh, some tools and technology pieces that we use and just hopefully other people can, you know, either be inspired or um, learn from the things that I've learned. Yeah. And I have a compilation of, of um, just uh, different uh, tips and things that I gained along the way from, you know, my mentors and people yes. who I've learned from and, um, you know, and books that I've read and just a kind of compilation of that and some activities that people can do. So, um, culture and branding and, you know, having happy employees makes happy customers. There's just a, a, a lot about building your brand and your bottom line through your people. Yeah. And, um, so there's going to be some chapters in it that we can do some exercises with and uh so yeah so so this this summer um the Oregon coast trip of course it rained a couple days which was good for me you know like you said button seat I was certainly there and doing that and you know had a good riding session my husband would take the kids out on the beach and you know the days that it wasn't raining they were pretty much out there the whole day reapply sunscreen yes (laughs) (laughs) even if it's cloudy out um and yeah I just I kind of was able to to dedicate and focus on that time spent I mean I had to turn off my Facebook notifications and Instagram and emails I mean I just kind of turned off that 
outside world for a while unless yeah. I needed to like research something or find something that I wanted. But yeah, I, I, I got that going and um, I have to, uh, yeah. can I interrupt you? Cause I have to just say in the writing world, we always say, write what you know. Uh-huh. And so I'm super excited Good. about that because you, you know that, yes. right? Yes. You do these culture and brand camps. Yeah. And so for all you listeners out yeah. there, this is going to be an awesome book oh, for you. I'm excited. Um, but yeah, Ray, that's awesome. That's going to be so great. Yeah. Take everything that you have up here, uh-huh. you know, in your head and get it out there yep. and be able to share. And so that's, well, congratulations. Stacy Ennis, who's been kind of helping me along yeah. the way. Yeah. Um, and she's written several books and she's got a, you know, a, a book out there with one of our clients, Price Associates, Ron Price and yeah. uh, Growing Influence. Well, she said, Ray, you have enough content for a whole series of books. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to figure out of the outline, what does that look like, like how many, you know, I may have just outlined like four books. So <laughs> that is awesome. You're yeah. going to need more trips to the coast. I know. Girl. I'm like, where are we going next? What's the next plan? But uh, it was kind of fun though, because so my oldest son was on a 50 mile hike with scouts. Yeah. My husband was gone on a day trip with my other kid and, and his dad, uh, Drew's dad. And, um, they went to go, you know, check out some property. So I had like the entire Saturday to myself. Yeah. And um, so I was able to get more done. And so I'm like, those are the moments that I just need to keep looking for when I have my time right. to, like you said, put my butt in that seat and yeah. do what I need to do. Yes, totally. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good and now you. I found myself, and maybe you, you can relate to this, now every time I see something or think of something that needs to go in the book, I'm yeah. like constantly like, you know, well, where's my notebook? Oh, my pen. I got to write this down. Oh, wait, yes. hold on. You know, <laughs> that's so good. Yep. And you actually yep. hit on a key thing. And so for your listeners who, because don't you find, especially when you start sharing that you're working on a book, so many people mm-hmm. have a book that they've been wanting to write or they want yeah. to someday write. So mm-hmm. if you're out there and right. that's you, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I hope that's encouraging to hear mm-hmm. because one of the things that is so important is yes, create some sort of a filing system for ideas and, yes. and the post-its mm-hmm. and it can be online. It can be physical, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. Yep. Um, and then the other thing that I would say is like we said, butt in chair, but I want to share too. When I first started my writing journey, I had a toddler and a baby and it was oh, just kind yeah. of like in the middle of that, you know, it's all kind of a blur phase. Yeah. Sometimes I only had like 20 minutes a day to write, you know, it, and it, so, but you just grab it when you can, like you said, totally. you look for mm-hmm. those moments. Mm-hmm. It can be, it can look messy. It can be choppy, but just just a little bit a day, yep, you know, yep. You start right, writing and right. you are a writer, yeah. right? I had somebody tell me that one time. So. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm not an author yet. I'm a writer. I, yeah. Well, like, and like awesome. um, Shelly G was on the show yeah. a couple of podcasts ago and yeah. she um, held up her phone to her, her mouth and said oh, she like dictates. Oh, I remember dictates. you told me yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> you know? See? Yeah. Like, yeah. So little voice memos yeah. and, you know, all of those things. You should see my yeah. notebook now. I have all my sticky notes in my um in my notebook, so yeah. I haven't gotten rid of them yet. So now my notebook is full of sticky notes. Oh, I love it! I love it. <laughs> but it's it's true though. I mean, like, I think the sticky note process was amazing because then you could just move them where you thought and then yeah. move it up and down and all around. Uh, it all worked tip. out until the sun from because I told you I put them on, up on the window. Mm-hmm. The oh, sun like stick. faded some of them out. Oh. So then I had to like rewrite them. But you know, it it all worked out, and it oh. was it it was really good experience to kind of go through like the sticky note throwdown of just kind of free everything that you could think of that you wanted to include yeah and then you could you know move around like 
Legos and put them where you want it. Yeah. And, and then, of course, once I get it into the computer, I'm still moving things around. But, you yeah. know, I think I I think I finally maybe have it where I want it as far as the, the, the order of things. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I got to so stop cool. tweaking it. <laughs> so, so cool. Yeah. And I have to say, we didn't talk about asking this question, but, like, you're, you're just lit up. And, <laughs> like, when you say culture and brand camp and you yeah. – you, and the, I get so excited seeing this because I love seeing – um, people who are fired up and energized about what yeah. they do, and you totally are. Yeah. So I'm just curious, why? Like, why Why marketing? Why culture and brand camp? Why do you love what you do so much? Well, I when I very first started this business, I did not pay attention enough or give my staff enough credit and appreciation because I was just grinding, going, doing, yeah. and I transitioned and recognized that when I take care of my people, then they take care of our clients. And I had to completely transition my thought. And, you know, when I was younger, starting this business, it was proving myself. It was being hard-headed and being stubborn and, you know, all of those things kind of just, I had to recognize and realize that that is not the way to be a leader, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I learned the hard way and I want other people to learn from what I went through yeah. and recognize that culture is a part of your brand and it is definitely, you know, people buy from you because of you, but they also buy because of your people that you work with, right? And your employees stay because of the people that they work with. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I think that that's a primary thing that people, leaders, need to mm-hmm. recognize and realize. Sometimes people will say, oh, culture, uh, somebody else is going to deal with that. That's an HR thing. Or, um, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll put money into that next year. Well, you can't. Look at it that way. Right. Culture is going to happen whether you want it or not. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is so key that you shared that. I So I've been reading Gallup's latest book called It's the Manager. I think I mentioned it yeah, to you the other night yeah. when, we, when we saw each other. Um, but what's so interesting to me is, is they, they share this cycle. And it's, it's, it's like this wheel. But basically, when you have engaged customers, it's because you have engaged employees. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to your point on exactly. culture. And how do, you, how do you increase your employee engagement? Well, mm-hmm. it's so fascinating that this whole book is basically on the premise. It's the manager. It's the leader, yeah. right? And it says that 70, they did this whole global study, tons of data, research-based, but 70% of employee engagement is directly tied back to the manager. 70%. So yeah, so just for all those leaders and managers, CEOs, you know, whoever's out there that's leading people, it's, it's to not underestimate the the position um, that you're in and the right. influence that you have and the ability, like you said, to really just develop employees and mm-hmm. care about employees and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Their culture. Up, you know, yeah. And coaching and, um, you know, when I first started this, it was like people would hear the wrath of Ray and like, I don't want to be known as that. That's Ray, not what I, I can't even picture that. <laughs> I know. And so, I mean, I've definitely changed a lot oh. in leadership style and just having that understanding and you're absolutely right yeah. your employees are what makes or breaks you as a company and yeah. and if you can have your employees be a part of the brand and you know there's employer and employee brand right so there's two different mm-hmm. you know things to look at there the employer yeah. brand but the employee brand and how they um, talk about you as a company and as a leader and yeah. you know all that kind of stuff so and how they see yeah. themselves connected to that you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and and the fact that you 
Um, and I know I came in and did a personal branding session with your yeah. staff, which was so awesome. Yeah. But the fact that you um, encourage your team, you know, think about, you know, what are you known for? What do you want to be known for? What are your strengths? What are your passions? What are your values? And really focusing it back on the heart of each person. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I love that. That's super cool. Yeah. It's so neat when teams do that. Too, Absolutely. Because it all, you know, it all it, it impacts and touches your company brand yep. as well. Yeah, and we've done a lot of assessments and strength finders and, you know, how people fit yeah. in and how they like to be communicated and, you know, pet peeves and, and all of those things that we find out. And we're doing our powwow. Uh, we always do every year our pepper shock powwow where we work oh, on the yeah. business, not in the business. And there's a number of things and we, you know, set the agenda and de- decide what we want to discuss with the team. And yeah. um, and then they help, you know, determine what, what we're going to cover and, yeah. you know, have ownership in that. And uh, and then once we get done working uh, on the business, we're going to go camping with everyone, mm-hmm. spouses, dogs, you know, kids. <laughs> we're <laughs> going to go. Yes. Yeah. Yep, exactly. That's so, it's, so cool it's, that uh, you talk yeah. about, you know, culture mm-hmm. and creating an environment of teamwork and camaraderie and mm-hmm. super cool. Yeah, yeah. Super, super um, cool. I'm looking forward to it. It's always a good time every year. And, yeah. And uh, people look forward to it as well. And That's a good idea year, for I, other companies, yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, something. It doesn't necessarily have to be a full camping trip, but, you know, a I day don't know, a Friday retreat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, to do something, spend time, you know, those that play together stay together, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. I this year I'm doing something I, I think is cool, and hopefully it'll uh, turn out that way and people will think it is. But, you know, the number one thing that, the non well kind of as a monetary but not really because you know non-monetary incentives to you know engage your employees well one of the things that we're going to be doing is giving away pto coupons so where they can earn um additional time off i'm going to give them their time back essentially which ties back to flexibility and that Mm -hmm. whole work-life integration thing we talked about yeah so i'm excited to see how this all turns out if it works out well then i'll i'll write a chapter about it in the book yeah (laughs) as a best practice yeah yeah (laughs) Okay, That's how right. are we on time? Because I had like oh, more yeah. questions, but yeah, I don't yeah. want to. Um, let's go maybe another ten minutes or so. How about okay. That? Yeah. 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 Well, do you have a question, or do you want me to roll with a question? Well, I want to know what your um, next step is for your coaching business. You have an yeah. event coming up, right? Yeah. Well, n- several. When well. did I tell you about something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I thought you were going to go speak at this big event. Oh well, I have a couple of speaking things coming up. So I'm going. It looks like I'm going to Phoenix in October to speak with women, um, do sort of a personal branding workshop with women in the restaurant industry, and so things like that. And I love doing that, where getting women together in a room, teams together in a room, and talking about mm-hmm. the power of your personal brand and what does that mean, and you know, what, what are we even talking about personal brand, and how does that relate to your company's brand? So I actually have a few of those that I'm working uh-huh. on moving forward, and then I know wait, I just have to know, do they yeah. serve those famous rolls that that they they serve at their restaurant? Do you get to eat I those? don't know if I can say this. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't name I... names. <laughs> oh, mm, but I'm getting hungry apparently. Yes, I know. Um, but yeah, some fun speaking things right. coming up too. Mm-hmm. I know you've got some of that as well, which yeah. is really great. And you yeah. and I are going to be at the Women in Leadership yep. Yep. conference coming, coming up. up. Yeah. Do you want to touch on that at all? Or? Yeah, um, we're talking about uh, you know women getting started in business and yeah. um, you know marketing, networking, all the things that they need to think about, alternative financing and funding, and just all of those things that you need to know when you start a business. Yeah. And then I'm also doing a skill builders class on being on board. 
So across the United States, there are less than 20% of women on boards. And it's proven that if you have women on your board, you are more profitable, more productive, because there's a different perspective. So I am talking about what it means to be on a board, why you should be on a board, what it does for you and your company and, and the experiences that you yeah. have. I mean, if you can work through boards and you know have a whole bunch of type A personality people in a room and you can manage that, then you are learning something. It's a great experience, yeah. <laughs> so I'm talking about um, being on board and yeah. uh, I've partnered I like with that the 2020 women, uh, 2020, so 20% of women on board by 2020. Um, which, you know, they're getting closer, we're getting closer. And it's really interesting because, like, the state of California actually has now made it mandatory that you have a woman on your board if you're a for-profit company that is a, you know, public company. So, um, which has its benefits and drawbacks because now they're like, oh, well, they're just going to appoint somebody who hasn't earned it. And so then there's that debate, um, which will be kind of interesting to see what happens. But I believe that if you can give back for-profit or non-profit, um, and you can serve on a board, yeah. uh, and I've served on several, yeah. um, so I have a lot of experience in that regard. And I've also had advisory boards for Pepper Shock. You know, we're oh, not a pr- public traded company, but I've had advisory boards, and I'm going to talk about what it means to serve on an advisory board and why it's important to have a board if you are going to be a startup or you are in business. Yeah. Um, just like having mentors or you know th- those. Those people that you can draw on, like I was talking about earlier, you know, their collective experience, you may not necessarily always take their advice, but at least you have that to rely on to then, you know, make some decisions. So valuable. Yeah. 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 That is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Any other exciting things coming up you want to mention? Um, Well, I'm doing a mini culture and brand camp through the Boise Chamber, uh, Boise Metro Chamber Commerce, their uh, business education series that they have me coming in to do that. And then uh, we rock women entrepreneurs recognizing opportunity for capital in Salt Lake City. It'll be the third year. We've got some amazing women entrepreneurs who, you know, uh, started their business and learned a lot about being in business because of We Rock, and uh, we have some success stories uh, that we'll be sharing there, how they were able to get funded and um, got some seed money going, yeah. and so that will be fun. Uh, then we have, in 2020, we'll have our big culture and brand camp, and it's evolved. It was a half day. Now it's going to be a full day. Uh, eventually, I want to make it like a retreat where we actually go to like I a camp. I love that. Right? Yeah. Like rent out like the YMCA camp or do something where we go and we work on building brands and bottom lines through your people and we bring people together and we go through culture and branding. So, and is that something Mm -hmm. that's open to all listeners? Like you're Mm -hmm. the big one in uh, 2020. Yep. So I believe it's May 12th, 2020. And, um, yeah, so we'll, we're opening it up. I mean, leaders, aspiring leaders, you know, people who obviously work with people, you know, it's, it's all about culture and branding and how, you know, your brand is your culture, your culture is your brand, but how to leverage that and how to utilize that. Uh, people that were that are in your company to help yeah. elevate it. So yeah, Yay. yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. So if we t- if we maybe we wrap with this, um, depending on timing. But what do you think? Like, and this might be interesting for your listeners too. But what are you excited about? I know I have some things in the back yeah. of my mind. But what are you excited about when you look at today's business climate? It could be in general, and it mm-hmm. could even just be here in the Treasure Valley in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts? Any anything on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that we keep you know expanding outside of the area too like yeah. with salt lake and oregon and you know all pacific northwest even we even have clients in chicago now i mean it just uh i think that with technologies that we have you know through zoom and 
being able to connect to people wherever you are anymore. I mean, and and workplace flexibility, you know, like we have meetings where I have people who they are telecommuting to go see their family in Montana and then we all collect together. So I just think that technologies are helping to bring us together in a lot of ways. Now, in some ways, they're kind of making us not come together. Like if you're my 11-year-old child who wants to be on his phone, get so off I have to your limit phone. screen yeah. time. You know, I keep telling him, you're going to get tech neck, yeah. you know, where their neck is like always down. Oh, like, you're yeah. going to get tech neck. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think that there's some exciting, you know, ways that we can do business. We've moved into doing more marketing automation and tracking and just seeing how things are going through a dashboard and, you know, being able to instantaneously see what's working what's not which is completely transitioned from you know 10 years ago we didn't know the the true result of our efforts but now we can see that our efforts is making an impact and how they make an impact and you know being able to pivot when something isn't and just being a lot more nimble when you need to make changes right away um yeah so there's i'm gonna say technology is making things a lot more exciting (laughs) very cool it sounds like on the marketing front too which is yeah oh yeah Awesome, awesome. I think of, um, well, I, I'm i kind of thinking of, it, it boils up for me to just this increased emphasis on authenticity, mm-hmm. but also on development of people. And it's so, right. that's why it's like, to hear you talk about that with your team is just so, that's so exciting. And back to this Gallup book, because my head has just been in this book for yeah. several days. But I'm going to um, have to pick it up or listen to it. I do a lot of audio book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really good. But on the back, it just gives this brief summary, and I hope I get this right, but it's basically, you know, today's workforce is changing. It's no longer my paycheck. It's now my purpose. And it's yeah. no longer my manager. It's my coach. And it's no longer my, what do they say, annual review. It's my ongoing conversations. Yeah. And so this this idea of I want to find a job and a career that matters, where I can find purpose and meaning and feel passionate mm-hmm. about it is increasingly important. And the technology ties into that too, and the flexibility too, right. because flexibility is like a key value that people are looking for in, mm-hmm. in their careers mm-hmm. these days yeah. as they're searching for more meaning and significance. Yeah. So all of that to say, I get super excited about that because I'm just all on the, yeah. you know, the professional development, personal mm-hmm. development side. But the thing that I, I think is so cool with the companies that I have been working with is just this, this desire to develop employees and also to acknowledge employees for who they are and help them to be basically their best self in their right. job. So if that means strengths assessments and what mm-hmm. does that look like or and, and actually living that out and looking for opportunities to lean into your strengths or yeah. um, or just creating a culture where people can show up and not feel like they have to do filtering or hiding and that kind of a thing mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. that contributes to, you know, when you don't have to do that and you can just be yourself, then right. it contributes to productivity and, and teamwork yeah. and innovation and creativity and all of that. So... I mean, I could go on and on. It's yeah, a mouthful, but all that stuff. And at the heart of, and I think that's one of the reasons why I love this type of conversation with you and why during yeah. lunch we were like, we've got to talk about this on the podcast, yeah. was because behind the you know CEO mm-hmm. of Pepper Shock is Ray Allen. And <laughs> you know, Ray Allen, the person, Ray Allen, the leader, Ray Allen, the mom. And so I, I love being able to highlight that because then it's like, I feel like people can see themselves in your story and in other leaders' stories and say, hey, I can do that too, you know? Just a, a side note on that, I, have you seen that Netflix documentary, Kim Swims? No. Oh my goodness, Ray. Okay, so talk about an inspiring woman. Okay. Her name is Kim, and I think her last name is Chambers. Okay. But she did this amazing swim in the San Francisco Bay, oh. um, historic, and it's just this amazing documentary. I, her, the person of her spirit I cannot even describe the strength of this woman oh my gosh. but just watching that and seeing her story 
like inspired me like wow and I'm stressed about what okay (laughs) if she can do that that. I can do that and so to the back to the point of when we share a little bit of our stories and share Mm -hmm. a little bit and you even shared some you know struggles and lessons you've learned and when we do that we hear each other's stories and we see ourselves in each other's stories and then we can all learn and grow together. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just love that. I love it too. <laughs> That's I my love happy little ending. <laughs> yeah, no, you said performance reviews and said, so I was just going to make a point. I don't call them performance reviews anymore. I call them coaching sessions. Oh, we I have love coaching that. sessions yeah. because I think that performance review gives this like stigma of like, <gasps> I'm yeah. going to get in trouble or, oh, you know. Yeah. So it's like, no, it's more coaching sessions and I have our managers coach or you know our leaders our coaches if you will I like that coaching our people so uh, I love that too I think that it's different a different mentality I'm gonna definitely read this book that you're talking about too yeah it's so good but yeah it's packed with data if you Uh, like if if you like research and data it's like oh my gosh there's so many great nuggets in there but uh but yeah Uh, good yeah lots of good changes going on there well thank you for having me yeah absolutely thanks for coming and kind of turning the table a little bit that was so fun (laughs) anytime Uh, well yeah we'll have to do it again for sure I'm sure we could talk a lot about lots of different topics I know I know maybe we'll do this again in the future but thank you Ray yeah Appreciate it. And thank you all out there for listening. It's been fun. Yep. And how do they get a hold of you? Uh, so my I've got a speaking website, JennyHeka.com, and it's G-E-N-N-Y-H-E-I-K-K-A. I like to spell it out because my name, you know, it's normally, bizarre. Yeah, yeah, it's bizarre. Mine too. <laughs> and then my coaching and consulting company is HerTeamSuccess.com. Got a little it. easier. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing and thanks for, uh, you know, poking at me and asking questions. It's always fun to kind of, you know, uh, be on the other side for a little bit. So thanks for that. And thank you for listening to the Marketing Expedition podcast. And uh, there's lots of other podcasts. So um, take a listen, subscribe to us, and we'll have more for you. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition podcast. Find more online at Peppershock.com.